Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk. But if not, then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. Welcome, Livestock friends, to another edition of Before the Bid. And very excited about this podcast. Uh, If you haven't figured out, I like firsts. I like to do new things and like to try new things. And and with a new podcast, a lot of things are new a lot of times. And uh, I am excited about this one because we actually go international this time with uh, Before the Bid. And we are coming to you uh, today from Quebec, Brome, Quebec. And uh, we are meeting and talking with our new friends from Millbrooks. And uh, All Nuts are having the Millbrooks Northern Exposure Sale and Volume 1. And it is going to be on SC on October 5th. And uh, they have elected a young lady to be their spokes lady uh, for them today. And her and I have been visiting here and had a great visit. And, and I want to bring some things out that, that she's told us. And uh, she is a, a very interesting young lady. She grew up in West Canada, in Alberta, and grew up in the Simmental world. But she has moved east to uh, to Quebec, and now she is uh, helping all nuts with those um, with those shorthorns and, and become uh, right with those shorthorns. And uh, so we're going to talk to a young lady today that uh, she has her own picture and video uh, program that she does. And actually she was gone. We had to hold off on the podcast so that she could get back because she was out doing those things. And uh, so I want to introduce to you today a uh, young lady again that we've been talking and, and gotten to know each other a bit here and uh, excited to have uh, Stacy Young on uh, the podcast today and uh, Stacy, I, I I got to looking and and like I told you earlier, my my Canada geography is not very good. But when I knew that uh, your phone number came up, Alberta on my phone when I called you, and then I found out you were in Quebec, I started looking this thing up. And man, you've traveled a long, long way. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Andy. Um, yeah, we have made a few miles uh, getting out. Quebec. It uh, seems like we make a lot of miles for where we live, uh, but yeah, life is good. So, what what would make you move from uh, Alberta? And and we were talking your where you grew up is about ten hours north of uh, the line here into Alberta, and then you find yourself all the way over uh, on the east side in Quebec. Yeah, um, it was actually a boy that made me move, of course. Um, and, uh, and luckily he had a love for, for cattle as well. Um, so that's kind of what, what brought me over to the, um, Eastern side of Canada, I guess, from where I would call, uh, my original home farm, we would be about 45 hours, um, from there. So. Wow. Tell, give us just a little insight. How did, how did this happen? Um, so my boyfriend's name is Blair. Uh, he is one of the, uh, the partners here, um, at Millbrook. 
Um, and uh, Blair uh, had traveled um, with some of his shorthorn cattle um, to Western Canadian Agribition that's held in Regina, Saskatchewan. Um, and uh, it'd be one of the, the major shows in Canada. Um, my family and I also exhibited uh, Simmental cattle at the show. Um, and during uh, the week that we were there, we, uh, we met each other, got to know each other. And uh, then I guess about five or six months later, kind of struck up a relationship. And um, uh, nearly uh, two years later, here we are. And uh, I have relocated to the other side of the country, um, brought a couple of Simmentals with me, um, but now kind of call myself a, a partner here at Millbrook. Well, that, that's great. What a what a great story and an interesting story. And it uh, uh, takes a lot. It takes a lot of guts to uh, to do that and uh, a lot of faith and uh, so that's I just think that's a I think that's a great story and and you're going to influence those guys with a little bit of Simmental as well huh we're trying to yeah we're slowly building a, a little bit of a Simmental program here uh, Blair quite likes them we've got some red and black ones so um, at least it's easy for me when I walk out into the field to uh, to pick out my own cows they stick out between the rones and and that so Right, some, something different for them to look at and some, something different for you to look at, right? You bet. Well, that's great. And got, got a lot of things that we want to talk about on this podcast and, and excited to have you guys on here. But, uh, Stacy, tell us uh, a little about yourself. Uh, about your, you've got a picture and, and video business that you do, and, and it sounds like you do a lot of things. And, and I guess first, if you would, introduce yourself, and, and then we can, we can get into the, the Millbrook operation. You bet. So, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, I originally am from Western Canada. Um, my family um, has a Simtel herd about an hour um, southwest of Edmonton, uh, for anyone who knows any Canadian geography. Um, like you said, it is about 10 hours north of Montana. Um, and uh, there I grew up with uh, Simtel cattle through um, our Canadian Simtel uh, programs, 4-H, all of those kind of good things. Um, uh, how to have some cattle, you know, have cattle on my own. Uh, we actually run those under the farm, uh, Highwood Land and Cattle. And, uh, yeah, then through uh, kind of life as things go on, um, I've always had a love of, of picturing and videoing cattle. And so for the last two years, um, have been doing uh, that as well as working with um, a company, uh, Direct Livestock Marketing Systems, or DLMS we call it. Um, as uh, recently now, I guess the Eastern Canada sales rep um, for that. Um, a company that'd be very similar to uh, Superior. Uh, we do, um, you know, purebred livestock auctions, as well as have a, a heavy commercial influence as well, uh, direct and, and pre-sort um, calf sales uh, through the year. And so that keeps me on the road uh, quite a bit through spring and fall. Um, and luckily with that, uh, can tie in, um, you know, a lot of herd visits through the year, um, both on the shorthorn and Simmental side of things. So um, that keeps me busy while I am on the road. And, um, yeah, uh, I guess I'm also on the farm here. Um, like I said, uh, Blair would be my boyfriend, um, and uh, he would be a partner in the farm along with his uh, family um, parents, Mike and Karen. Um, and, uh, yeah, so then I guess when I'm not picturing and videoing, um, the, the cattle here keep us busy, that's for sure. 
looks like a, a very good program, and and uh, these cattle that that we're getting ready to talk about later, uh, I've I've seen them on Facebook, and I can't wait to get the videos to put the podcast video together, and uh, what a set of what a set of females these are, and uh, so uh, just excited to uh, excited to get to talking uh, about those. Stacy, do you guys? Do you do uh, a lot of one breed, or, or are you over quite a few breeds with your picture and videos uh, that you're doing? Um, East, Eastern Canada here, uh, Simitol would probably be my largest uh, breed of cattle, um, but I would also do Herefords, Angus, Charlais, uh, Speckle Park, which would be probably maybe a new breed to some of your listeners, uh, a breed that was actually founded in Canada. Um, and then uh, I also do. Uh, Shorthorns as well, I guess. So, right. okay. yeah, we, we a little bit of everything, anyways. Um, uh, get to to meet a lot of different people, which is great. Um, build some new friendships and relationships when you're going to these places, you know. And uh, yeah, no, it, it just it's a nice kind of combination of being able to do the two. You are from Canada, but but you guys do get down here uh, to the states quite a bit, uh, and and have uh, some customers down here in the states and. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that here in in a bit, but uh, what are what are some of the major differences that that you know of uh, in the show cattle world and 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 just kind of in raising cattle uh, a bit from from the Canadian to the uh, U.S. programs. Uh, yeah, they're definitely, I mean, as much as we like to think that we're extremely similar to the U.S. and in a lot of ways we are. Um, there are some pretty major differences uh, when we get talking about uh, things up in Canada. Uh, one of the biggest would be our show industry. Um, we have a lot fewer shows than you would have in the U.S. And our, um, I guess, entries, the number of cattle that exhibit at these would also be smaller. Um, the largest shows in Canada would draw a 1,000 head of cattle. Um, and at those shows, you're there almost for a week. We don't quite have that rotation system that happens at a lot of the American shows just due to numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, something that's neat in Canada that we have, we have a lot of um, supreme competitions, which you would in, in your junior heifers, um, but ours are more for a bull and a female. Um, 99% of the time, it's a cow-calf pair that's winning those. Mm-hmm. Uh, we show a lot of cow-calf pairs up in Canada, and uh, usually that's where you'll find your champion female as opposed to a bred heifer. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also show quite a few more bulls in Canada um, than you will in the States as well. Um, other differences that we'll see in Canada, um, we are limited on uh, some of the feed options that we have. Uh, we always joke, but uh, with COVID and the and the border closing right now, we can travel anywhere from six to eight hours to find cotton seed hauls to feed to our cattle. <laughs> um, so there's definitely some differences in in the feed um, that we have as well, um, and availability and things like that. Um, and then the other glaring obvious uh, thing when you think of Canada is the weather. Um, you know we. Uh, we will have anywhere from 100 degree temperature swings between summer and winter. Um, so we have to uh, select for cattle that can thrive in those conditions as well. Um, and uh, maybe it makes us a little bit tougher too when you're outside at uh, minus 40. So. 
we were we were talking about that uh, earlier and and when you when you look at the map you're just right north of uh, right north of Vermont and what'd you say about 15 minutes to get to down to Vermont yeah you bet we're 15 minutes from the Vermont border we're about half an hour um, into the New York uh, northern New York um, so we are pretty far south um, but we do get some wild weather that come off the Great Lakes and the Atlantic Ocean um, that can bring some some wild weather with it. Maybe like me and and uh, not great at their uh, Canadian geography. They're actually a, a bit south of of parts of Minnesota, North Dakota, uh, Montana, quite a bit south of of the northern. So uh, yeah, some some temperature things and and uh, uh, different climates, but but not completely different than most of the states. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we experience a lot of kind of what those um, uh, north, northeastern states, I mean, even into uh, Iowa and that, very similar to what they would experience. And you, you talked about showing there and, and uh, you talked about having to be there all week. So, man, when you guys have to drive 35 hours to a show uh, and, and then you have to be there for a whole week, that that's quite a commitment to uh to get to go to to have to go to some of those shows yeah it definitely is i mean um like i said especially in eastern canada a lot of people um have some smaller farms hobby farms um a lot of people do have a an off-farm job and so we kind of end up banking all of our holidays through the years to be able to go to these stock shows um you know for us when we do go those shows that are 30-ish hours away, um, it ends up being uh, at least a good two-week process by the time we go there and back. Right, yeah. And you guys do make it down here. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty neat when, when we were uh, talking to somebody from Canada, and you guys come down here to Louisville, which is about 45 minutes away from me. And uh, tell us a little about that experience, and, and why might you bring those cattle down here to Louisville to show? Yeah, you bet. Um, for us, I mean, Louisville we see as the Super Bowl um, in the shorthorn breed. Um, if you can can go there and have a champion or division winners, I mean, that means a lot. Um, with limited numbers in Canada as well, we view it as a great option to expand our market. Um, and we really do feel that the Canadian cattle can compete down there. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, bringing some different genetics, um, you know, uh, and for us, I mean, just the level of competition that there is as well. Um, I, we truly think that, uh, it doesn't get better than that. And, uh, so yeah, we want to kind of put our, our name in the hat there and, uh, and compete with the best of the best. And, and so that's why we make the trip to Louisville. And competing in Canada, uh, if if you go to to uh, your Facebook page, the Millbrook Farm Facebook page, you can go down through there and you can see some pictures of some of the successes that you guys have had. And and I believe it was at the Royal. Is that correct? Where you guys uh, had a, you, you had to move all the cattle out of the stalls to hang all the banners. Is that right? Pretty much. Uh, we took five head last year, and I think we came home with. 17 or 18 banners. Uh, we're very fortunate to have champion female, champion bull, and reserve champion bull um, at that show. Um, so, yeah, we were very, very grateful and blessed that day. Um, not not a day that you have often, but uh, we sure sure were um, ecstatic about it. Right. And how, how far is that one from you guys where you're at? 
that show's about eight hours for us to get to, and that would be our closest uh, major show. And then uh, when you go clear across country, do you guys, uh, I mean, do you, do you haul do you haul in the semi? Do you do you haul in truck and trailer? Yeah, we have a few different options. There's some some trucking companies that um, you can kind of reserve your spot into. Uh, we prefer to take our cattle ourselves, and so we're taking you know just a truck and trailer and trying to have two to three drivers. Uh, we drive straight through when we go. We don't stop other than to water the cattle. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah, trying to have a couple drivers. Especially for that trip home, I think it's uh, it doesn't matter if you're in Canada or the U.S. Uh, that stock show crowd gets to you, and uh, you know having a few drivers to rotate in and out can always be nice. Right. Um, all of our major shows fall in the uh, fall and winter, um, so we're usually driving through snow and ice as well as we're going, um, which can make for some interesting driving conditions, but. Doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a great big snow and ice driver, but uh, uh, we can do it. So, uh, Stacy, tell us about this, about the Millbrook operation, and and how did they get their start, and and uh, what what do they what do they do there that that kind of sets them apart? Yeah, so uh, Millbrook Farms itself um, have been at this Grom location for. We're not even sure exactly how long. We're, we've been here long enough that the road is named after us. Let's put it that way. Um, oh, wow, that's great. But we've been uh, producing and raising shorthorn cattle for nearly 60 years now under the Millbrook name. Um, and uh, like I said, it would be uh, Blair's parents, Mike and Karen, as well as Blair and myself that, uh, that run the farm. Um, Blair would be the third generation um, to, to be raising these shorthorns here. Um, kind of around the mid 2000s, um, really when the program started to ramp up, um, using a lot of AI, trying to move the program forward, using more, uh, selection and some higher quality bulls. And from there, we've just kind of continued with AI and ET work, um, continually, uh, continually improve the herd. Um, we are big advocates on a few things. Um, the terrain where we live is a really sandy soil. And there's quite a few hills right at the top of the Appalachian Mountains here. Um, so feet and leg structure is super important to us. Um, it's something that, um, that we really strive for. Um, and then for us, we really do like a combination of the Canadian and gen- U.S. genetics. Um, kind of taking a little bit from the, the structure uh, side of the U.S. and uh, incorpor- incorporating some of the mass and structure that or mass and uh, shapes that come with Canadian cattle, um, and so we find that combination between the two, um, you know, really gives us that ideal cow that we're looking for. Uh, we are big on cow families, uh, big on udders as well, and um, and so that's kind of the combination that that works for us. And I guess maybe makes us a little bit different uh, than some of the other cattle that will sell this fall in that um, that we do have that combination. Um, so allowing us to for a few maybe unique pedigrees or, or cattle that do have that little extra mass to them. What are some of those cow families that, that you guys uh, enjoy? Yeah, we, we have three main cow families that we work around. Um, we would have the Regals the Maria's and the Daisy's pride. Um, there would be a, a Regal and Maria, a Maria calf in the sale. 
And Daisy's Pride would be the uh, mother of Fireball, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. We really don't try and buy a lot of cows. Um, we really try and just use some AI and EP work um, and incorporate kind of those three cow families. And if we do go look for um, a cow to purchase, she needs to be of donor quality um, with some some unique pedigree to her that we can incorporate into the herd. And now your your percentages for your Canadian cattle are are a little bit different than the U.S. cattle. Is that correct? Correct. Um, so on uh, the difference for us falls, um, and it would be with all breeds in Canada, is that for a bull to be considered a purebred in Canada, they need to be fifteen sixteenths. Um, where in the states, you guys are seven eighths. And um, mm -hmm. so when we go to utilize AI. Um, and things like that, even herd bull selection. Um, not only are we looking for quality of cattle, but we really do need to watch our percentages of cattle. Um, in Canada, again, across all breeds, um, percentage cattle are not um, as valuable or as uh, popular as they are in the States. Um, so our mm -hmm. shorthorn pluses and that, well, we can move a few of them. Um, we really do try and just keep to the purebred cattle. Okay, and your your heifers the same. They've got to be a bit different than than what the U.S. Grows. Heifers are the same. We can uh, a purebred is still considered seven eighths in Canada, um, but it's on the bull side um, that we that we have the differences, and um, so we have to do a few additional calculations when we're uh, we're planning our meetings. Okay, well that's great. Well, you guys have uh, you guys have sold cattle up there, and and you've sold cattle down here, and and you've had uh, if you go to the Facebook page, you guys have had some some success in in some of those animals that that you've sold. Uh, if you would, uh, can you highlight some of those and, and tell us about a few of those? Yeah, you bet. Um, so um, the Daisy's Pride family cow family has been really popular in the state. Um, there was a cow um, she sold as a heifer calf a few years ago that uh, sold two little feeders, um, and uh, they're actually selling her in, in the Great Shorthorn Revival here in a couple of weeks. Um, and then uh, her pro probably most notable calf uh, would be Millbrook Fireball, um, a calf, or not calf, I guess he's a yearling bull, um, that we uh, won Toronto. He was champion bull at uh, Toronto Royal Agriculture Winter Fair. And then we took him down to Louisville. He was reserve division there, and we were very fortunate um, that uh, Cornerstone Farms bought him. And uh, so he works down in the States now and has become a, an extremely popular AI uh, sire. Um, the first calves in the States should be born. Um, there might be some fall borns, um, but uh, we will have the first uh, fireball female that will be on offer in our sale. Yeah, I thought the the fireball thing uh, uh, was was very very interesting. Uh, what you guys being from Canada and and uh, that far away and and fireball bought by Jason Newcomb, a uh, good friend of mine and uh, a guy that I grew up with and and actually fireball might be running in the pastures uh, and in the barn that I grew up on, depending on uh, what one that he has him in. Uh, so I just thought that was uh, I thought that was really cool and. Uh, just uh, to to see fireball and uh, just a, what a what a very nice uh, high quality bull and and uh, we'll we'll talk about him just a, a bit later here when we when we talk about the sale because you guys are going to offer some semen on him. 
That is correct, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I just thought uh, thought that was uh, really neat. So what do you guys see as, as the future of the, the Millbrook operation? Yeah, um, right now we uh, we are trying to grow our numbers a little bit. We would uh, Right now we're calving about 50 females a year. Um, we would like to add a few more to that. Um, um, we also are just trying to, uh, you know, really kind of strive to continue the quality that we have. Um, we have uh, incorporated a couple new bulls into um, our herd as of late. Um, be the relevant bull as well as the maximum sun. Um, and so we're uh, excited about the future of them. Um, um, we are also, uh, as far as future goes, um, you know, we're really excited about the sale um, and have a new customer appreciation program that's coming into effect um, with cattle bought out of the sale. Um, we are really customer driven. Um, we like to keep in touch with our customers. We like, we not like, we love to see our customers have success with the cattle that they purchase. And um, so that's going to be a, a big avenue as we move forward through um, in the next couple of years. Can you tell us about this customer appreciation sale or is it, is it new enough that, that there's not a lot of details? Well, we, we have hash showed a few details of it, but the gist of it will be um, any genetics that come from Millbrook, whether it be through embryo semen or live cattle, um, will be eligible for um, future northern exposure sales. Um, there'll be cattle that, that we will go out and, and select from our customers, and we will bring them to the farm here and manage all uh, sale preparations on them. And then we will be helping these customers of ours to uh, sell these cattle. Um, we find we have less outlets in Canada to move cattle, uh, especially in the shorthorn breed. And uh, we don't want that to be a deterrent from anyone who may want to purchase um, or get involved in the shorthorn breed. Um, and so we will be uh, working quite closely with all these customers and and be anxious in the spring to find out, um, you know, what is out there as far as Millbrook genetics to uh, bring back to the farm here uh, to help promote for uh, volume two of the sale. Right. So am I probably looking at a, at a larger uh, sale for volume two then? Yeah. Um, well, uh, we'll, we really do want to keep uh, high quality for the sale. Um, but, yeah, I, I would expect that next year we will have a few additional lots. Um, for everybody to, to select from. Is the goal to get to, to maybe a production sale uh, in a few years? Well, that is maybe in the, the future. Um, there has been talk about something like that, um, as well as maybe a spring volume of uh, the sale as well, um, having a fall and a spring sale. Um, so all things I'm sure you'll see from Millbrook over the next few years. Let's get into, are you, are you ready to get into these heifers and, and talk about this sale offering? You bet. All right. Well, uh, if I, I want to direct people to the Facebook page, uh, go to if if you're on Facebook, go to Millbrook Farms, and uh, they have got a. I thought this was really neat that uh, somebody posted today. Uh, Stacy, I'm going to assume that it was you that posted this today. Are you in charge of their Facebook stuff? I am. I handle all the social media and marketing for the farm. Okay, well, uh, one that I'm excited about and something that I'm going to enter myself 
uh, we can, you can go to the Millbrook Farm Facebook page and you can like the post that she has. She's got the pictures of the heifers that are in the offering up there. Comment which one's your favorite one and uh, share it for a bonus entry because you guys are going to give away hats. Is that right? That's right. We sure are. We've got some uh, Millbrook hat care made up that we would love to get out to uh, some of our Facebook fans. Well, I, I am a hat lover myself, and uh, I know uh, I know I would love to have one of these Millbrook hats. So uh, maybe I'll share it four or five times. You think? <laughs> you think they'll give me some more entries? <laughs> well, uh, I might try to do that. Is there any other place, uh, Stacy, that that we could direct them to to see these if if they're not looking on uh, the uh, the podcast video or they're not a Facebook user or maybe they're not even on SC. Uh, is there any other place that, that maybe they can find those? Uh, sale heifer videos will be available on YouTube if you want to head there. And uh, we do have a, uh, a marketing partner for the sale, uh, first class marketing, um, first class cattle marketing. Um, and uh, um, the sale information and catalog will be posted on their website as well. Yeah, well, what a uh, what a set of heifers that that you guys have to offer. You've got seven uh, seven heifers and some fireball semen. And uh, Stacy, why don't you just kind of take it away here and uh, let us know which one you're talking about and and tell us everything you want us to know about them. You bet. So maybe before we get into the heifers, um, just as a note for everybody who is interested in the sale, we will be working in Canadian dollars for the sale. Um, and our exchange rate, um, your dollar is quite valuable to ours. So for any Americans that are, are interested in the sale, you're going to be looking at about a 25% discount on your bid price but with a dollar exchange. Um, so really makes these heifers um, of value, that's for sure. Um, but let's jump in with the lot one heifer. We might as well start at the beginning. Um, this would be the Veronica heifer. Um, she is a firestorm. Um, firestorm is a Canadian bred bull um, by Hillhaven, a uh, bull that was exhibited down at Denver. A heifer that we just think a lot of. Um, she's complete in every way that you would want to make this heifer. Um, she's got that showering appeal, um, but tons of mass to her. Um, her mother will be our next donor, um, coming from the Veronica cow family. Her mother would be a a maternal sister to the high seller out of Kate's uh, Modoc Madness uh, fall sale. Um, and just a female that uh, is really hard um, to fault. Uh, we think that she has a lot of future, uh, whether it be in the show ring or as a donor. And if you're looking on the Facebook page, that's the, the Veronica, the 5H heifer, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Okay, great, great. Um, then our lot two heifer is one that obviously there's been a lot of buzz about. Um, this would be the first fireball female to sell. Um, she is a February heifer um, and a heifer that uh, that we love. I mean, she is wild marked, um, but this heifer has so much rib to her. Um, she's got mass and dimension, um, you know, everything that you want um, in a female. Uh, we love this this heifer she she's super easy doing um and we, we think that's something that the fireballs are really going to uh to carry through is um, the feedability into them um but just a heifer that uh, that like i said tons of ribs tons of mass and dimension into her 
Um, one again that we think can compete at that high level, um, but maybe uh, the highest cow prospect as well in the sale. And this is this is the Red Rose 10 H, correct? correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah, she is. Uh, if you look down on there on that Facebook, uh, there's a whole lot of those guys that uh, really like her. Yeah, she has been a fan favorite. I think, um, you know, she's got, uh, like I said, she has a little bit wild mark. Um, but, uh, I mean, she's got the look um, to be that show heifer and definitely has been that fan favorite. So, mm -hmm. Right. Really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, the lot three heifer is a real interesting heifer. That would be uh, the Maria heifer, um, 14H. Um, this would be the full sister to um, the 2019 champion female and the 2018 reserve champion female at the Toronto Royal. Um, so this would be an ET female out of our, our Maria uh, donor cow. Um, this heifer is, is dark cherry red. Um, she's got big pieces to her. She's, um, you know, super long made, big hips um super super sound um a heifer that is maybe a little bit greener compared to the sale but she has as much future we think as anything and uh a, a female that has us really excited um her full sisters that up calved out um uh you know we're super happy with they're great other females um and just ones that uh with the pedigree that she has um, and the look that she has, um, you know, a, another heifer that we think can compete at a, a big level. Mm -hmm. Very high quality female. I really, really like her. Yeah, she's got to be in that uh, in that top three or four of those ones that I'm going to pick and put on there. You bet. And then the lot four heifer. Um, this is an April heifer um, out of the Waco bull, which uh, to shorthorn breeders means knowing introduction. Um, and she would be a, an EP daughter out of our regal donor. Uh, we did sell a full sister to this heifer a few years ago in Canada here, and she was highly successful um, at uh, our Canadian majors. And uh, this heifer has gotten a lot of performance to her. Again, some big pieces to her. She's big middles, and she's, you know, skinny necks and, and all those kind of things that we want in our show heifer. But this one's got some donor potential to her, we believe. Um, the full sister to her um, looks exceptional and we'll actually have some full full sibs coming in the spring um, out of this, or the, to this heifer. Um, that beautiful redneck roan on her. I mean, you can't really paint her a nicer color for a roan. Um, but another one, um, kind of these first four heifers are all heifers that we believe can compete uh, uh, on a, a big level for a show heifer. And this is the Regal 19H, correct? That's correct, yes. Okay. Yeah, two Regal heifers on the on the sale, right? You bet. So, yeah, our lot okay. five heifer is also a Regal heifer um, out of a, a bull called Hillhaven Density, which, again, is a Canadian bred bull. Um, uh, a bull that we kind of use on, on some of our heifers. Um, and this heifer's got uh, a lot of performance to her, too. She's an early January heifer, um, a heifer that's got lots of rib to her, really nice head on her, real maternal look to her. Um, her mother is one of our favorite young cows in the herd with just a picture-perfect udder on her. Um, again, just a big hip, big muscled heifer um, that we think uh, – 
kind of brings a unique uh, pedigree um, to some Americans as well, but uh, uh, a heifer that, um, you know, we think has a lot of future, especially down the road as a cow prospect. Another high-quality female. Yeah. Um, and now we move into uh, lock six. Um, uh, we are Margie female. Um, the Margie cow family has been uh, so dominant through the U.S., and and we do see a few of them make their way into Canada. Um, and so this would be our version of Margie, if we want to say. Um, and Margie would be out of our uh, new um, curd sire uh, relevance um that we uh, we use on all of our heifers a real calving uh, bull and we love these uh, relevances they're born at about 60 or 70 pounds on heifers and they're they're born easy um but what makes this heifer unique is this heifer has muscle and mass um we talk about a lot of these females getting a little frail nowadays and she is anything but that um she's got tons of shape to her um, but still got some smoothness and look to her. Um, and uh, a young female just off a two-year-old that um, we think, uh, you know, has a lot of future to her, um, whether it be in the show ring or, you know, producing those high-quality heifers and bulls down the road. Mm -hmm. Off of, she, you say she's off of a first calf female. She is, yeah. She's just off of first calver. Um, and oh, wow. uh, and so we're, we're really excited about uh that cow's future here at the farm, and um, yeah, I kind of expect some big things if uh, that's what she can produce on her first calf. Right, done very, very well. And now, now, Stacy, when we talked a couple or about a week or so ago, and we were talking about this sale and your sale lineup, you said you have six lots, and then you surprised us with with seven lots here. And uh, I think we've got a unique female here for the uh, is this Daisy twenty three H for lot seven. You bet. Uh, so our lot he seven heifer um, is a younger heifer. She's in April and uh, a heifer that we actually brought into the affair and she is just blowing us away um, with what she's done. And, and so we didn't want to leave her out of it. Um, beautiful Mark Roan female um, that comes, uh, comes from that daisy cow family and uh, just a sweetheart of a young heifer. She's hairy and she's, she's smooth made and, She's super sound, and, um, you know, with her age, just being mid-April, we think this heifer's got a lot of future to her, um, one that can compete in that show ring. Um, but, again, being that mix of American and Canadian cattle, one that does have some added shape to her compared to a lot of April females. And, uh, and uh, like I said, that color pattern, I mean, I love looking at this heifer. She's just pretty. Yeah, she's really, really cool. I can understand why you brought her in. And then we've got some semen uh, to, to sell on this on this fireball bull, right? You bet. So uh, when we sold fireball, we did retain the Canadian semen, right? Um, so we will have, um, there'll be 75 straws in total out of fireball that we will be selling. There'll be five packs of 10 and five packs of five um, that we'll be selling. Um, it's CSS approved um, semen. And um, for any Americans that are interested, you can purchase it through uh, Cornerstone Farms. Jason Newcomb, he is selling it. Um, but the semen will be available for Canadians. And uh, we have sold just a little bit of fireball semen last year, but actually before he was crowned a champion in Toronto. 
Um, and we are uh, really excited. We've heavily used him this year. Um, we're expecting about a third of our calf crop will be out of fireball this next year. Uh, Bolda just brings some different things to the table. He's stunningly marked. Um, we really could not paint him a nicer color. Um, out of that tremendous Daisy's Pride cow, um, a cow that we think uh, the world of, and, and she really can't do any wrong here. Um, but Firewall himself just has a unique look and, and how much mass he has, but the abilities that he has to move, um, really unlike anything that we've seen in Canada. And I know there's a lot of Americans that uh, really fell in love with him in Louisville as well. Next time I get back to my mom and dad's, uh, and and I'm gonna go see Jason. I'm gonna say, let me let me see this fireball bull because you are you're right, man. He is so cool marked and and so cool made and uh, uh, so uh, just just excited about him. And and Brandy and I really liked him. And Brandy really liked his name because that's one of her favorite beverages as well. So uh, uh, that kind of that kind of struck us. But then when you really get to looking at him, why uh, you really appreciate him. So his name sure made for a great celebratory drink every time he won, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right yeah uh so uh we may have a little bit uh, when we get this podcast done and put out and and uh, have the success we'll just we'll just uh have a celebratory fireball with it so uh stacy you say this fireball semen that now is this fireball semen on the sale is it only available for for canadian use did I understand that yeah, right? Yeah, it is CSS qualified. So if an American really did want to purchase it, they could. Um, I'm going to give you a heads up. You can probably get it from Jason cheaper than what else sell through the sale. So this semen, we are just going to limit to Canadians only. Um, and like you say, if you are an American and you're wanting to get some semen on this fireball bull, um, Cornerstone Farms is the place to go. Um, Jason does have it on the open market right now. Okay. Now we've got another we've got another issue that I wanted to to talk to you about. When when these Americans buy these Canadian cattle for twenty five percent off the Canadian dollar, I like that. <laughs> when you said that, I perked up. Um, but uh, how are we going to get these these heifers down here to the states, and and how are those things going to work? You bet. So uh, even with COVID happening, um, our borders are freely open to uh, to the movement of cattle. And um, so if you do purchase one of these females in the sale, uh, we will get her tested um, to cross the border. We do have some central points um, through Ohio, Illinois, and uh, Iowa that we can arrange, uh, or you can arrange pickup on these females from. Um, so we will work with you on getting these females down to the states, uh, most likely in early November, just by the time the health papers get done. And, uh, and of course, then we want to stay in touch with you. Um, we have full intentions on heading down for uh, Shorthorn Junior Nationals uh, next summer in Louisville. And I uh, would love to see some of these heifers there um, or meet up with uh, our customers there as well. So, um, so yeah, we will definitely work with, um, work with anyone, whether it's moving cattle across Canada or down into the States on uh, delivery um, and movement of these females think that's great yeah and, and so uh, we've got to do some things to, to get some health things to get them across here but you say uh, the, the sale is October 5th uh, but you say early November that that, that might uh, that might work out you bet it takes us a couple of weeks to get some health papers arranged and uh, you know by the time we make contact with you and things like that um, probably be quite early in November that uh, that we would have these females um, 
and to some of those central points. Okay. Is the plan to come with you guys to come to Louisville this year? We're tossing it around. Uh, COVID sure certainly doesn't make it easy for us. Um, but, uh, you know, these heifers that, uh, that are in the sale, uh, especially those first four lots, I mean, they're ready. Um, they're on track to be able to go to a show. Um, so if you are interested in, in showing one of these heifers at Louisville, we certainly can uh, work with you and make arrangements on any of the heifers, really, um, to, to make that maybe their first show that they get to. Mm -hmm. So meet you in Louisville, show your heifer, and, and uh, meet you guys if you haven't already, and uh, take one home. You bet, yeah. Stacy, anything else we need to we need to cover about the about the program, about the sale, uh, anything else like that before we wrap this up? I don't think so. I mean, we are really excited about uh, about this volume one sale. We think that we've got seven real high quality uh, heifer lots to sell, um, and the semen that um, you know, there's always a lot of excitement around Fireball just with what he is and how he looks and. Um, if you have any questions, um, you know, about the sale, you can contact Blair, myself. Um, Blair's phone number would be 450-521-4254. And uh, myself would be 780-718-0622. Um, and that we'd love to visit with you about our program or the sale offering. Um, we would love to invite anybody up here um but uh travel kind of makes that a little bit difficult but we do have uh, the photos and videos of the females um that you can definitely take a look at and and uh you know uh, let us know if you have any questions or or things like that well that sounds great and uh, uh stacy i i appreciate you guys uh taking time and and wanting to do this podcast and i'd seen on some of our stats that we did have a few Canadian listeners, and uh, I thought that was really great when uh, when I found out that you were one of those Canadian listeners and uh, enjoyed the program, and, and I appreciate you being willing to, to come on and, and get us uh, before the Bid Podcast International uh, going up there into Canada. So, Well, thank you for having us. Like you said, um, we have been avid listeners, um, especially myself, driving a lot of miles. Uh, I do listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, and Before the Bid was definitely one that's uh, been on the radar and, and frequently downloaded, and uh, we are honored to be uh, your first international guest. That's great. And again, wanna wanna invite everybody to uh, watch the sale there and and bid and be be a part of that sale on uh, SC Online Sales October fifth, and go down there and look for Millbrook's Northern Exposure Volume One. And also, if you're a, a Facebook user, which I don't know too many people that aren't Facebook users, uh, in one way or another, uh, go to the Millbrook Facebook page and uh, Millbrook Farm Facebook page, and uh, you can see. Uh, what Stacy has put up on there, and and Stacy, uh, if I, I want to give you just a second, give yourself a little promo on on some pictures and things. Are you still available? Uh, how how does that go about? Yeah, um, yeah, I am still available for pictures and videos through uh, as we move into the winter and spring. Um, you can contact me whether you want through the the Millbrook page. Uh, I'm the one who's checking that. Um, I'm the one who did all the photos and videos for the sale heifers. Um, and, uh, yeah, always looking to, uh, to work with some new families and new breeders. So if you are interested, uh, 
you can get in touch with me that way or, or through uh, my phone number there as well. You go look at these pictures and, and uh, the videos and uh, see them on the, on the podcast video uh, or on SC and uh, what, what uh, nice high quality pictures those are. And uh, so, yeah, if, if uh, you need, need somebody to, to come take some pictures, why uh, get a hold of Stacy and, uh, uh, if if she's as easy to work with as I'm sure she is, as she is to get a podcast ready, why uh, you're going to have an enjoyable time and, and get a great product as well. So, again, Stacy, just want to thank you for joining us, and want to want to wish you luck on the first sale and and as things go on, and hope to work f- with you here in the future for uh, the Millbrook Northern Exposure Sales. And again, uh, want to invite you to do that. SC Online Sales October fifth. And uh, again, Stacy, want to thank you for joining us. Awesome. Thanks so much, Andy. All right. And we want to thank you for enjoying another edition of Before the Bid podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Before the Bid. For more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales, visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram pages. For information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on Before the Bid.